Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 54, Wainita and the Great Wall of China. I'm Maria Kalanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So, I have many things to share with you today before we get into the story. First, I want to give a big thank you to Mi Young, who was the one who gave me the idea to create Wainita. So she wrote in with the help of her mom, Jen, and she said she would like to see a goop named Wainita. So Mi Young, this one is for you. And speaking of ideas for new goops, I have gotten so many great ideas from so many of you. And I just want to give a little shout out. I try to write everybody back that sends me an idea because I keep them all and I use them as I move forward into the next story to get inspired and think, who should the new goop be? And I choose your ideas. I can just only choose one at a time, though. But I want to just say thank you so much for writing me. Um, I got a very nice email from Keon, who listens every night with his friend Wolf. Um, Kitana, you gave me a very great goop name idea. Margaret and Caitlin and Troy, thank you for the idea and the really nice, nice email. Griffin and Amanda, thank you so much for the idea. Nami and Devin, you gave me a great idea. And Varna, you gave me a great idea. And I have all of these goop names and what I'm doing is I'm making a a list of them so that I have them all in front of me all the time so I can really think about this and create the next stories for you. And I know it's been a while since I've put out a goop tale and it's not because I'm stopping doing goops. I'm not stopping, I promise. You have all sent me so many great ideas that I can't stop, I have to keep creating them. I've just had a busy life and it just seems to get busier no matter how much time I think I'm gonna have. I seem to always have a little bit less. Maybe there should be a goop, a goop name somewhere in there, I'm not sure. But anyways, I promise I will keep putting them out. I wanna get into a fun fact about today's story, and it takes place on the Great Wall of China, which is somewhere I have never been, but would very much like to go. And if you've been there, I would love to hear from you. And I'm definitely going to take the photos from this story though and put them up on Instagram and I'm gonna hashtag them. I'm gonna be putting up a lot of photos on Instagram and I'm getting all that organized with a helper behind the scenes. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to hashtag the photos for each story with the name of the goop and then the word goop after. So for example, for this episode, if you want to see what pictures go with this story on Instagram, there'll be hashtag Wainita Goop. And then I'll be putting up many, many others for all of the old stories. So you can look up hashtag Very Vain Goop, hashtag Gablia Goop, etc., etc. Those I'm getting organized and they're all going up on Instagram. But for this, um, this story today, it was inspired as I was doing research on the Great Wall of China and I found a little legend about the Jiayaguan Pass. And the legend tells a story of a workman who was working on the pass during the Ming Dynasty and he did this arithmetic and he calculated 
that the pass in that part of the Great Wall of China would need would need 99,999 bricks to be built. And the supervisor of the project didn't believe him. And he said that if he miscalculated by even one brick, then all the workmen would be punished and they would have to do work for three years. So that's the only part of the legend I'm going to tell you because the rest of it comes up in this story. You're going to find out what the rest of the legend is and what happens. So that was what inspired the story for today. So before we get into the story, just a couple things I want to tell you. Please keep on sending in goop names. You can just write to maria at gooptales.com. And remember, you can get a t-shirt with your favorite goop on it if you just go to shop.gooptales.com. And you can also get the link to the shop. You can see all the goop t-shirts, the colors that they come in, and you can get the link to that on gooptales.com. So that's it for this part. I'm going to see you on the other side where I tell you a little bit about the next story. But for now, let's get started with Goop Tales episode 54, Wainita and the Great Wall of China. Wainita and the Great Wall of China. Wainita was a cheery one who was almost always full of fun. She loved to adventure and explore. Playing with her was never a bore. But if triggered, she could whine and whine and never stop, come rain or shine. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a hilarious little goop girl called Juanita. She was full of cheer and jest and always made those around her laugh. (laughs) Juanita had a way of being very funny without even trying, which made all of her little goop friends laugh even harder. Once she was playing hide-and-seek with the other goops, and Obey-Naughty snuck up behind her and scared her. She jumped and screamed and looked behind her at Obey-Naughty, exclaiming, You almost scared my head off. He replied, Well, maybe not your head but your eyes look like they're going to pop out of your head. Juanita rolled her eyes left and right and up and down before exclaiming, Really? I can't see my eyes. Are you sure? To which Obey Naughty laughed so hard he fell down. (laughs) Her mother always told her that she was charmingly hilarious when she wasn't whining to which she would roll her eyes. And if her father saw her rolling her eyes, he would remind her the difference between a winner and a whiner by telling her that a whiner wants to feel good before they do something and a winner does something to feel good. They don't wait around and whine. One gray, cloudy day, Juanita woke up and looked out the window. Her very first instinct was to whine about how awful and dark the weather was when she remembered her father's words. 
Okay, okay, she thought to herself. I will do something to feel better. She popped out of bed, pulled on her red rain boots, grabbed her favorite lasso rope that always made her feel brave and adventurous, and she set out to find Jinxum. Jinxum was a bit of a storm chaser, and Wynita was sure he would be out looking for one. She followed the direction of the gray clouds as they spread out through the sky above. She was staring up at them when she heard Jinxum call out, Ahoy there! Wynita immediately looked away from the clouds, stared at Jinxum, and said, Ahoy there! At the exact same moment, Jinxum did. Jinx! Jinx! I call Jinx! He shrieked with laughter. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Very funny! You always do that, Jinxum! I know, and it works every time, he replied, still laughing. Come on with me, Wynita! Let's chase this incoming storm. I want to, but it's so cold, whined Wynita. Okay, don't chase it with me. Not if you're going to whine, exclaimed Jinxum as he turned away. Wynita stood up straighter and remembered the difference between winners and whiners and said, I won't whine. Let's go get this storm. The two of them set off following the path of gray clouds that seemed to line up and form a cloud trail leading right into the storm. They walked on for several hours and still there was no storm, not even a single raindrop. Nothing very exciting was happening. This is taking forever, whined Wynita. Jinxum just shot her a scowl and kept on moving. I know, I know, I said I wouldn't whine, but come on! What if this storm never comes? I'm freezing! Just then, a crack of thunder boomed in the sky above, and Jinxum jumped he was so startled. Wynita's eyes grew large, and a huge grin burst out on her face. This was what she was waiting for. The thunder boomed again, and then a flash of lightning tore through the sky and shot straight to the earth below. Jinxum, let's go look! I bet that lightning bolt split the ground in two, squealed Wynita as she zoomed ahead. Wynita wanted to find the exact spot where the lightning bolt landed in hopes there would be another. She wanted to catch a lightning bolt. Jinxum ran after her as the thunder roared, and when he caught up with her, he found Wynita staring at a large, charred patch of earth. This time, his eyes grew wide. He looked up at Wynita and asked, What are you going to do? She laughed, swung her lasso, and said, Catch lightning, of course! You can't do that, exclaimed Jinxum. Watch me, hollered Wynita. As the thunder boomed above, several shots of lightning flashed through the sky. Jinxum closed his eyes and ducked, 
while Juanita whirled her lasso as fast and as hard as she could and then swung it into the air, grasping the end tightly. She felt electrified. The lightning was bright and fast, and then it was gone. Jinxum was still crouched close to the ground, and after the thunder died down, he heard only silence. He carefully stood up and looked around. Juanita was gone, and all that was left was a burnt patch of earth where she had been standing. Chapter 2 Juanita could feel heat all around her as she traveled through the thunderstorm. It was a bumpy, hot ride. And she whined. Put me down, she demanded to no one in particular. And with no warning whatsoever, Juanita was dropped to the earth below. I didn't mean drop me, Juanita yelped as she landed with a thud on a cold, hard brick surface. She immediately stood up and took a look around. Her eyes grew wide as she surveyed the surrounding countryside. She could see for miles and miles in every direction because she was standing on an enormous wall. Juanita circled around again as she swung her lasso in the air. And this time, she whispered in awe. I'm on the Great Wall of China. The one Miss Wigglebutt made us read about. It's real. Juanita wasn't a big fan of history class, but when she had read about the Great Wall of China in her history book, she was immediately fascinated. The wall was almost 500 years old and estimated to be over 10,000 miles. It was built to protect the Chinese empire from invaders. Juanita had always imagined that the Great Wall would be full of mystery and adventure, and now she was standing in the middle of it. She walked towards a tower in the wall as she watched the sun descend on the horizon, and she shivered a little as a late fall chill crept over her. As Wynita approached the tower, she saw a single brick that was sitting along the tower wall. It seemed to have no purpose, so Wynita hopped up on it to get a better view. What are you doing here? She heard a croaky voice ask. Wynita whipped her head around and saw a small frog perched in an indentation on the edge of the wall, staring at her intently. I, I don't know. I just landed here, replied Wynita. The frog, whose name was Tinwa, shook his head back and forth and muttered, Not wise, not wise at all. What do you mean? asked Wynita as she scrunched up her face and frowned. She didn't like being told that she wasn't wise. I mean, you shouldn't be here. That brick you are standing on is sacred. Don't move or the entire wall could crumble, said Tinoa 
as he shook his head back and forth. Wynita could feel her entire body stiffen and freeze in fear. Tinwa looked at her and said, Stand very still. I'm going to tell you a story. Then the small frog told Wynita the legend of the Jiaguan Pass. He told her that when this part of the wall, called the Jiaguan Pass, was being built during the Ming Dynasty, a workman told the supervisor that it would take 99,999 bricks to build the Jiaguan Pass. The supervisor was nasty and cruel, and he didn't believe the workman. So he said that if he had miscalculated by even one brick, that all of the workers would have to work for an extra three years. When the Jiaguan Pass was finally completed, there was exactly one brick left behind, the one Wainita was standing on. The supervisor was happy when he saw the extra brick because he wanted to punish all the workers. But the workman told the supervisor that the extra brick was put there on purpose by a supernatural being to fix the wall. And one tiny move of the extra brick could cause the entire wall to collapse. The brick was left and never moved. Now Wainita was standing on the extra brick and one false move could cause the entire wall to collapse. Wainita gasped out loud. What do I do? She yelped without moving anything but her lips. Tinwa moved his big eyes in every direction as if he were looking for someone or something. And then he said, You need to get off that brick without a single movement. And you need to do it before nightfall. The winds from Siberia come in strong at night and they will knock you about. Word travels quickly on the wall. And once Elfie has heard about you, she will come for you. Elfie? whispered Wainita. Yes, Elfie. She is the queen of the Chinese beauty snakes. They live beneath the wall. The snakes keep a close eye on the brick. They are all at stake if the wall collapses. Tinwa looked around again and saw a snake disappear in between two bricks in the shadows. It was only a matter of time before Elfie arrived. Chapter 3 Wynita held her little rope tightly as she looked around but she didn't move a muscle, only her eyes. What do I do? How do I get off of this brick? She asked in a whiny voice. 
Tinwa was thinking and not listening to her. Wynita watched him think, and then she thought about how she was whining instead of winning. Whining about this isn't going to help, she thought to herself. Out of the corner of her eye, she caught a movement at the edge of the wall. A snake was slithering over towards Tinwa. It was Elfie. Wynita hated snakes, but they didn't scare her. Elfie was all long and slithery and scaly and slinky. She wiggled right over to Tinwa, who was lost deep in thought and hissed at him. Tinwa was so startled, he hopped up and just missed hitting the brick when he landed. Careful, hissed Elfie at Tinwa. Then she turned towards Wainita, stared at her for a long moment, and finally said, You are lucky you are on that brick. It is the only thing saving you from the snake pit. Wainita clenched every muscle in her body even tighter. Why did Elfie hate her so? As if reading her mind, Elfie hissed, You come to our wall and dare to step on the sacred brick, risking everything. We have lived beneath this wall for hundreds of years. And if that brick moves and the wall crumbles, we could all die. How dare you? There are only two outcomes now. You either move that brick, and we are all done for, or you somehow remove yourself from that brick, and we will be waiting for you. You will be a permanent visitor to the snake's nest. She hissed again. Wynita couldn't believe what she was hearing. She wanted to tell Elfie that she had no idea the brick was sacred and that she would never risk their lives. But when she opened her mouth, the words wouldn't come out. Wynita couldn't even speak. Her muscles were so tight. Elfie glared at her. Well, what do you have to say for yourself? Wynita so desperately wanted to say something, but she couldn't. Her mind was spinning and her mouth was frozen. She was very, very brave, and she wished she could jump off the brick to have it out with Elfie. But she also felt protected by her position on the brick, knowing that Elfie couldn't get her while she was on it. Elfie slithered around her again as Tinwa spoke. Elfie? She didn't know what it was. But before he could finish his sentence, Elfie hissed at him. Stop. Don't make excuses for her. There are none. And she will have to suffer the consequences. Tinwa was angry with Elfie. And he was intimidated by her. So he remained silent. Elfie looked at Wynita again and stuck out her tongue with a hissing sound. Then she slithered away over the wall and disappeared. Wynita breathed a sigh of relief and turned and looked at Tinwa. 
I'm so sorry, so very sorry. I I didn't know, she said. I know, I know, answered Tinwa. But we can't worry about what is done. We need to figure out what we are going to do. I promise you that Elfie will be back. She won't forget about you. Wainita stood perfectly still. Her muscles had relaxed a little, but she still didn't move. I'm clever and I'm brave. I can find a way to make this better. I just need to think, she said. Please, please, think quickly, cried out Tinwa. I don't want the wall to grumble, and I don't want you to go to the snake pit. Wainita closed her eyes and started to think when she was interrupted by Tinwa. <gasps> she's back, and she's not alone, he whispered. Wainita looked up and saw Elfie slithering over the wall with hundreds of snakes behind her. Chapter 4 Wynita watched in horror as Elfie and her pit of snakes slid silently in all directions. They surrounded the brick on every side by forming a giant circle. Then they started to circle around and around, almost forming one giant snake. It was as if she was surrounded by a wheel of snakes, a wheel that never stopped turning. Tinwa moved off to the edge of the wall, where he watched it all, helpless. Wainita could feel a whine start to pop up in her throat. In her head, she said, But Elfie, it's not my fault. But no sound emerged from her mouth. Since the words couldn't come from her mouth, Wainita heard them play over and over in her head. And it dawned on her. She did sound whiny, very whiny. But I'm not a whiner. I'm a winner, she thought to herself. I need to change the way I think. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner, she said to herself silently over and over. And then without realizing it, she said it out loud, very loudly. I'm a winner! Elfie who was leading the snake wheel round and round, stopped abruptly, and the rest of the snakes came to a halt. She lifted her head and stared directly at Wainita. What did you just say? She hissed. Wainita tensed up a little and then answered as if she was asking a question. I'm a winner? Elfie let out an evil hiss. And then said, Winner, you, I don't see how. You are stuck on that brick with no way out. That is, unless you want to visit the snake pit forever. The other snakes 
all let out hisses as if they were cheering Elfie on. Juanita could feel herself start to tense up again, and then she stopped. It's not over until it's over, Elfie, she said as she stared her straight in the eyes. And I am a winner. This enraged Elfie. She had never encountered anyone quite so bold, and she wasn't pleased. But for the moment, there was no way she could reach Wainita without disturbing the brick. Tinwa watched from his perch on the wall. He admired how brave Wainita was, and he wanted to help her, but he didn't know how. The sun had fallen, and it was growing dark and cold. The great wall was lit up by the golden moon hanging above, but it gave no warmth. Wainita started to chant again. She was feeling empowered. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner, she said over and over as she reached for her lasso. Then she began to spin it in the air as if to catch something. She spun it around and around as she said, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. As Tinwa watched the scene unfold, he felt the cold Siberian wind hit his back. The wind was strong and fast and cold, and it hit him with an idea. From his perch high on the wall, he called out over all the snakes to Wainita. Wainita, do you trust me? I do, she replied. Then do exactly as I say when I say it, he called out. Wainita wanted to ask him what and why and how but she thought better of it. She had no way out of this mess, and she did trust Tinwa, so she decided to listen to him. Elfie wasn't pleased. She turned to Tiwa and hissed again. But he didn't care. Why, Nita, when I say so, I want you to toss your lasso as high as you can and hang on as tight as you can he called out as the Siberian winds started to howl. They came in hard and strong and whipped over the wall. All of the snakes clung to the ground as the wind roared above them. Now, throw it now and hold on tight, yelled Tinwa through the wind. Wainita did exactly as she was told and her lasso caught the winds of Siberia that lifted her up and above the brick without moving it even a millimeter. The winds whipped her away and out of sight and far beyond the horizon, straight back to Goop World. The brick remained unmoved. Elfie turned and hissed at Tinwa, then summoned her snake pit, and they all slithered back to their den beneath the wall. Wainita felt her feet land gently on the ground as she was dropped from the North Siberian winds, and she looked around. The clouds above had just finished up a thunderstorm, and Wainita thought of Jinxum. I must find Jinxum and tell him all about the Great Wall of China, and Tinwa, and Elfie, and the North Siberian winds, she thought to herself. What she didn't know was that Jinxum was nowhere to be found. He was inside a bottle 
with a ship floating on the Red Sea. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and you learned a little something about the Great Wall of China. I sure did. And if you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would go to gooptales.com and give, oh, actually not to gooptales.com. If you would go to, well, you can go there too. If you would go to iTunes and leave me a review. I read the sweetest written review there the other day that I hadn't seen and it just made my day. So when you go to iTunes, um, and if you don't know how to do that, you can go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews and I show you how to do that. And when you go there, you have to mark first between one and five stars and hopefully you're gonna give me five stars, I hope so. And then you can write something about this, your review, like what you liked or didn't like. And I just got the sweetest review with tons of ideas from, um, let's see, it was left on February 18th by Goop Tales fans. Goop Tales fan, and you and your sister are telling me how you loved Wonty and Why Naughty. Oh, your name is Karina. Karina, that is just the sweetest, cutest review that you wrote. And you are just so full of life and magic. And I can feel it in your review. So thank you for writing that. I loved it. It made my day. And for those of you that haven't left a review, I would love it if you do, because it helps to spread the word about Goop Tales. Also, you can go to gooptales.com and join the mailing list to get notified every time a new Goop Tales comes out. And when you do that, you will get a free coloring book that you can download. And so don't forget to go to Instagram too. And you can find me on Instagram, Goop Tales. And I'm gonna be putting up a lot, a lot of pictures over the next week or two for all of the previous Goop Tales stories. And lastly, I will see you in the next story when we go to the Red Sea with Jinxum. And if you're listening, you know you created Jinxum and I'm gonna give you a shout out in the next episode. So thank you for that inspiration. And to everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until I see you again, make every day a goop day. <laughs>